This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to episode 86 of the Poetic Properties podcast titled No. Today we're going to get into the idea of no being absolute with no explanation needed after that. Um, it's also a double entendre. We're going to get into natural order and how we've uh, uh, moved away from from that in our uh, accountability. Um, I like to start the show off with a mental health check before I get into everything. And, and what that is, is just me kind of going through my week and just being um, honest about what I'm going through uh, to give you guys an opportunity to uh have enlightenment on yourself and the understanding that it's important for you to be open in in your feelings with yourself or you know if you have a a support group so for me this podcast it means a lot to me because I'm able to this is this is one of the only times that I'm really able to kind of open up for real and just say the things that I need to say without interruption. A lot of times, you know, we don't have that as human beings um, because some of us are natural helpers and and, and natural uh, protectors and stuff like that. So when you are uh, expressing yourself and you just need to be heard, sometimes you get unnecessary, you get unwanted. I don't want to say unnecessary. You get unnecessary or unwanted advice back towards you sometimes you just want to ear or shoulder you know to lean on you to uh, to speak to you just want to uh to to have an arm to just hold you just just that you know um and it's it's difficult because that's how we we are trained as human beings you know we hear a problem we try to fix it and it's not always the case so for me this is my outlet um, that helps me with my inner issues that I have going on, but also I use this as a platform for you all to uh, get to a point by hearing me being uh, as forthcoming as I am to be able to do the same within your platforms or your friend group, or your families. Uh, so it's like, it's been hectic, you know, uh, with me mentally just really trying to get through everything. I noticed that um, it's been an avalanche of emotions and traumas that like it keep uh, repeating itself for me mentally um, at this part of my journey. And knowing that I, I I've had a difficult time. Uh, it's a bombardment of just everything, just uh, remembering things that happened, you know, when I was little, remembering, you know, relationship stuff or um, uh, failures with the kids, um, being a single dad, failures in relationships. Like it's just been I just been bombarded with so much and. Trying to process all of that while still raising kids, um, while trying to run a business, while trying to be a good friend, while trying to be just a good person in, in, in general, is difficult. Because 
we're human and we don't have like our knowledge, our wisdom, our fight is not infinite, right? Like there is limits to to what we can do, how we can do it, when we can do it. And when you are under this avalanche of pain, of trauma, of hurt, of confusion, of chaos, it gets difficult. And attempting to separate that from your day to day is beyond difficult. Right. So I'm fighting with trying to focus on work, but also trying to focus on, you know, making sure, you know, the kids have everything they need. Bills are paid. I'm trying to focus on work and, you know, try not to be, you know, as sad as I am about my daughters. I'm trying to uh, focus on work and uh, try to be not so frustrated about the business. Um, And it's no it's no separation. So it's just a cycle of of chaos for me. It's just a, a, a cycle of emotional damage. And I'm trying to get past that, right? I'm trying to get to a point to where I'm having better outcomes of my days physically and mentally. Uh, I got a long, long way to go, but I still fight through it the best that I can. It's difficult when, you know, when you have kids now that are asking questions about, you know, your relationship status, um, you know, why, why is, you know, my mom like this or, you know, what did you have to go through to get to this or um, just why is life like this? I don't have a lot of those answers. I can answer from from my end. You know what I mean? I, I my older two, they they question me about certain things um, as a result to me choosing their mom. And it's difficult because I got to eat that because I, I did choose their mom. Right. And. It didn't turn out so well for any of us. Um, And I don't bad mouth. I don't bad mouth. I don't allow hurt or I don't allow them to to bad mouth. But they're older. They're 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 older now. So me trying to sugarcoat or me trying to deflect or distract, it don't work no more. And there's one thing about me is that I, I say often that I don't want to be the one to hold secrets and, and stuff from my kids. I did it for so long just out of protection of uh, people who who they love, you know what I mean. You 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 go through these traumas with people, and you feel like I I can't allow this to repeat with my kids. So you tend to to block a lot of stuff, right? You deflect, you you protect them in a certain way, and a lot of times when it comes to to uh, people we love, that's that's not a, an, an effective way to handle it. So. They're getting to the point to where none of that stuff works. And it's like they ask me directly, like, you know, what is this? What is that? It's difficult. So fighting with all that, still trying to deal, you know, trying to deal with my own trauma. You see what I'm saying? With my, with, with my own parents and, and my own life, and my own relationships. And it's just crazy. It's, it, it's crazy to try to get through. And this is a day-to-day thing. I really try my hardest not to look too far in the future, and I really try my hardest not to allow the past to hinder me too much, but it's heavy. 
It's like I'm in the middle of an ocean with a backpack of rocks. And I got to find a way to keep moving and get, you know, get the rock out of the back little by little so that I'm able to float up and I'm able to breathe. But it's difficult. I know, that, you know, people, I'm not the only one that has ever gone through anything that, that I've gone through. Um, I admire those who are able to handle it better than I, I have. Um, I admire those who are strong enough to, you know, suppress it for, you know, their lifetime and just act like it don't, it, it don't exist. But for whatever reason, I'm not, I'm not able to do that. You know, uh, a defense mechanism is suppression and, you know, you can only do that for so long. And I realized as I'm going through these days that suppression is, it, it don't work for me. Suppression has a physical effect on me. Like I, I've heard before, seen before, you know, articles, um, you hear people, uh, the older generation, they go, boy, stress will kill you. You better relax and have some fun. Um, but it wasn't until one of my diagnoses was really like, yo, you got to chill. Like one of my elements is like, yo, you got to chill on that. You got to, you have to maintain peace at all costs. Because the way your heart is set up, it could be over at any time. And so immediately I start trying to suppress. I start trying to suppress, you know, relationships. I try, start trying to uh, suppress seeing my kids be stressed out. I start trying to suppress, you know, my my um me struggling to to make sure that they good, you know, doing it by myself without having to harm anybody's character. It's difficult. It's difficult to fight through and still, you know, maintain sanity, still maintain the 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 will and understanding that I got to get up. I got to go to work. Um if I don't if I don't do it, you know, then my kids won't have like it's it's extremes with me. This is not something that I looked forward to. This is not something that I thought it would ever be, but it's extremes. And I have to go through so much to to get what's mine. I have to go through so much to um, to get a fair, fair shake at things. And I understand life ain't fair. I don't expect nobody to be fair to me because that's like. That's what life is. You got to figure out what's good, what's bad. You know, you got to move through it, move over it. Like, you got to do what you got to do. And I understand that. But, man, it's difficult. It's it's really, really difficult um, having to go through it. Like, we have so much against us as, as men um, in general. We have so much against, against like... So much against me as a man and so much against me as a black man, a father, right? I've never swayed away from the idea that I am both a baby father and a baby daddy. It's the worst feeling in the world because my sons live with me. My my oldest daughter does not. There hasn't been many days that I haven't really seen my sons. There's been so many days that I haven't seen my daughter. But society would say that because 
Like, because it's my kid, you got to fight, you got to do this, you got to do that. Um, and they don't account for the mental, for the mental anguish that, that we go through, right? I hate the idea of bitter baby mamas and deadbeat dads and deadbeat mom and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I hate that. Because I am both, but I, I am both, and, and I'm not deadbeat, I, I pay child support, stuff like that, but my mental health suffered in a way that diminished who I was as a person. And I haven't bounced back from that fully from a person who said they loved me. And I, uh, I, I, the people who say they, they, they loved me have hurt me the most. And so trying to rationalize that in my mind while still trying to to deal with what I have to like, I got like I have to look at my kids every day knowing that their mom did me wrong and treated me bad. They didn't do it, but they have similarities to her, so it triggers certain things and I have to be able to deal with that. I have to be able to fight that. I never treat them. Like, oh, you look just like your mom. You act just like your mom. I sit them down and talk to them because so many times in my life I heard you look like your dad, you act like your dad. And it wasn't in in good favor. So when they're doing things that are reminiscent of things their mom did to me, I don't flip out on them. We sit down, we have a conversation. Yo, whatever this behavior is, like, I don't I don't like it. It seems like this is a, a inherited thing and we we we're not moving like this. We're going to move with 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 love. We're going to move with respect, right? It's difficult to have to look them in the face because they have traits of mind too. Their tempers are 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 bad, but they they're able to keep them under control because I tell them the consequences of reacting uh, in a way unsafe to yourself will lead you to trouble. I've been in situations where my reaction was to hurt where I was hurt instead of just saying, forget it, because now I got to live with that. And so this week, it, it just, it is just difficult because now, like, I'm purposely like, all right, forget it. Since I can't, I can't defend it, like, whether I'm daydreaming, real dreaming, just trying to rest in my meditation, my mind is just running with things that are traumatic, with things that are hurtful, with things like I, I remember the chaos. And I really feel like that's a, that's a real reason why I am as depressed as I am because everything is chaos. I try hard to remember good things. I try like, uh, I try hard to remember, you know, the times that, you know, my, my stepfather took us to concerts, to baseball games, to NFL games, you know, um, hockey games, all of that. And, those were good times to Disneyland, uh, to not spare all of that. I think about that. And I try to hold on to that. But then when I start thinking about the negative, it's outweighed. 
and not negative of, of, of my stepfather, great man, great, great man. But just the negatives of life. It's frustrating when 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 you realize people really don't understand, like. How mental illness really works, they really think that you can control it. And it's 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 a sad thing. It's a sad thing. Um, it's a lonely thing. And I'm not a person who like it's weird. I'm not a person who gets lonely. Like. If my kids are with me, I'm good. Chaos and all, yelling, them fighting, doing what they, you know, doing what they do and all. The moment that I can't hear my kids, I'll be wilding. Like I feel like the earth is it done messed up. I remember I took the kids in North Carolina with their mom for the summer a few years back. And people who know me know that I love to fake complain about how much my kids is on my nerves. But people who know me also know I love my kids and that's that's it for me. Like if if I could just go to work, like if I could just be a millionaire, go to work, teach them how to how to get money, you know, um see them happy, grow in 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 their artistic ways that they have, um artistic not autistic, um that's it for me. I ran my, like, as a result of relationships, for real, I ran my race. I'm not saying, you know, I'll never be in a successful, happy, you know, for real, for a relationship again. But right now, I'm I'm really just focusing on my mental. I'm really just focusing on making sure that I'm sane enough to see my kids grow up and get married if they want to or, um, or have kids if they want or whatever, whatever they want to do. That's that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, I've I've for real given up on the idea of. Of romantic love. Because of everything that I went through. Like every like when I look at my kids, they're a reminder of the hurt. And and I don't take it out on them, but that'd be in the back of my mind. Like I, I cannot believe like I can't believe it. And so it, it it affects me because I gotta fight that that uh evilness of you remind me of your mom. I gotta fight that. Cause that's not fair. Even though the things that they do do remind me of her in a negative way. Like it's not fair for me to act uh act on it and treat them away for it. It's disrespectful. And so I, I don't. But when I'm, you know, in my meditation time, when I'm in my alone time and I'm thinking of certain things and, you know, when it results to them misbehaving or the way that they talk or the way that the things that they do, um, I got to I have to think about other ways to get to them. Because. They are their own people. And I, I can't do that because they're going to be the same. They're going to be in the same space as me mentally if no one gives them um, guidance on their identity that they have for themselves. Like I went through this week um, 
And I, I like I at this point I just think it's for real for real the weather because it's been gloomy. It's been like yesterday it rained so hard. Like got a flood warning, don't move unless you unless um we tell you to evacuate and then now the sun is shining. I'm looking at, you know, uh, I'm I'm looking online, you know, reading my articles and stuff like that. I see um, certain places around the world is is flooded and, you know, people are losing everything and stuff like that. And it's, 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 it's like at what point do do like for me, for me, I look at that type of stuff and it and it affects me. Like I hear people say that they're empaths and 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 all of that stuff as a result to you know the zodiac signs and stuff like I I I don't knock anybody like that but that it sucks when like you're empath to the point to where everything affects you like I don't I don't want to see people lose life I don't want to see people lose property lose money stuff like that like there's so much stuff going on in the world everybody is losing everything right now and that, that affect my mental and I decided this week um I decided this week that as the things were like hitting me um I'm seeing floods this I'm seeing fires I'm seeing you know people killed uh more mass shootings more this more that I I decided this week that um I'm going to attempt to reconcile it immediately. Do you remember I kept saying, you know, I just try to let it flow how it does and kind of, you know, deal with it as it hits, but um I'm going to try, uh, I've tried a, a new method this week of actually trying to reconcile the feeling um, logically as it hits me, right? So as I'm looking at the floods and I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at people lose stuff. I'm looking at how, like I want grocery shopping, like it's, it's crazy how much, how much things are and, um, you know, pay doesn't increase, but rent increases, gas increases, food increases. Um, and it's almost like we're, it's not even almost like, um, at this point it's, it's a race to homelessness and we are in a, a country that clearly doesn't, doesn't care. Right. Um, because this is not, one person, two people, a household, a block, a, a a neighborhood, a community. This is across the nation where everybody is on the brink of homelessness. If you don't live in a state where um, there has a rental cap, you see people's uh, rent doubling. You see people's um, groceries doubling. Gas six, seven, you know, five, six, seven uh, dollars a gallon, but the pay hasn't increased. People are getting one percent. Nobody is getting a safety uh, like like a safety increase or anything like that. And so I, I just reconciled in my mind like this is America. I don't have the opportunity to sit and complain about everything going up. I have to find different ways to get to money. I have to find different things to do to make sure that my kids eat, make sure that the bills are paid, make sure that um they have clothes on their back. You know what I mean? Because we're in a space right now where it's getting very, very close to uh, looting. We have these. We, we, it's getting very close to that. You know what I mean? Um, everybody don't make a, a, a lot of money. 
And especially with single parents, and I know everybody. Oh, you're uh, uh, everybody say food stamps and 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 oh, get on the county and stuff like that. It's not as easy as you think. And even if you do, uh, even if even if you do get on, it's not as much money as people think that you get in in assistance. It really isn't. Especially if you have if you have a job and are really trying to do something, you're going to get the minimum assistance. But this is America. So as I'm going through, you know, the week and and I decided that um, after the past two weeks, how difficult it was, I decided, you know, I'm going to try to reconcile the the feelings immediately. Like, I'm going to try to get to the point. All right. This is what I feel about this. This is what happened. Yada, yada, whatever. All right. Cool. I can't change it. There's no way I, I did everything that I could or I didn't do what I could. And, and this is the outcome of it. I have to understand it. I have to accept it for what it is and I have to be able to move. But I can't let people rush me through it. And I think that's what that's what happened in the beginning is that it felt like. It felt like I had to rush through how I felt about losing Kennedy. I had to rush through about uh, about how I felt after my last breakup. I had to rush through, you know, um, feeling disrespected and being disrespected um, in a relationship before that. I had to rush through um, being divorced. And so now I'm at the point to where. Now I want I want to reconcile that. I want to, all of that. I want to, I want to reconcile that so I can feel how I, how I want to feel, not how people think I should feel. I'm at the point to where like um, I don't really, I don't care what people think anymore. And I've been I've been there for a while, but I really really don't. Before I would say it and uh and say I didn't care, but I really cared because I hadn't found who I wanted to be. I hadn't really found the person that I was supposed to be. I hadn't found the most healthy way for me to live mentally. But now that I, now that I see what, what, what my mental hangups are, now that I see the trauma, now that I pay attention to it and understand it, now I could fight it. And, and it doesn't matter what anybody say. It doesn't time frames don't matter to me. Um, how I should be, you know, from other people's eyes, it don't, it, it don't matter to me. I got to get to the light how I get to it. And that's being the version of me that is the most healthiest, both physically and mentally, without any outside coaching. I've done mad therapy. And they, they helped me to get to a certain point and they helped me, you know what I mean? They, they, they put me in a position to, uh, to understand that this shit is not changing. These are things that are real. They are my reality that have happened to me and I have to be able to deal with it in a way that I can and I can't rush it. And I had to understand that for me. This this the journey of healing um it opens up so so many things. It opens up so many things and allows so much to resurface and 
it can get very overwhelming when you're thinking about certain things that that happen and the idea of uh and this is a universal thing this is not just a me thing i see it all the time people make comments and quote-unquote jokes about it is that as people get older the offender they they randomly forget the abuse they forget the harshness um they hide it behind um i had to do what i had to do and it's crazy because there's so many people out there that make jokes that make make uh make comments about it um you see videos on tiktok posts on twitter and it's like whoa like so this was a generational thing right where y'all just was like we just about to do it this way don't matter if it work or not. This is what was passed to us. This is how we're going to do it. We don't care if it's healthy or not. We're not even going to check if it's healthy or not. We're we going to do it because we said we're going to do it. And we have power over these little human beings. And that's bullying. I don't care how you slice it. I, I hear people often, oh, I got a whooping when I was little. And I'm look at me. Okay, I'm okay now. Okay. You think it's Okay. Life is difficult enough as it is with you accumulating and going through your own stuff. And then you get to a point in your life and things open up and it's like, man, you start remembering stuff. You get these triggers that uh, of things that happen to you as you start getting older. And it's like, yo, that wasn't OK. But God forbid you go to the abuser and and say, hey, why you did that? Why, why was that? And, and you looked at us crazy or no, it wasn't ever that bad. And it's like, oh. All right. And I just, I see it so often. It's so weird to me that that that, that that's how it is. Um I, had, I I used to I used to want to understand the why. Right? But I used to want to understand the why from the other perspective. I got to a point to where I don't I didn't care. I didn't care about your why, I cared about my why. I don't I didn't care why you offended me, why you disrespected me, how we got into this argument. I didn't I don't care about that. I care about my actions because I say I'm a certain way. And if I am a certain way and I believe I'm a certain way, nothing anybody should do outside of deadly force should alter who I say that I am. Right? Example, I'll never kill nobody. However, if you try to kill me and the result is you dying, that's what it is, right? So I don't I don't care about why you did what you did. I care about why I uh why I defended myself in that way. Why I said this up front? Uh, why didn't I say this? Uh, why didn't I defend myself through this? Why did I move this way? I, like I, that's what I care about. Excuse me. Because your why is not going to help me as a person who who has grown extremely aware of. My accountability, your why, like I'm looking back, your why was never going to fix me. It never was. 
And even before I realized that, I, all right, we're done. I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to be in my feelings. I'm going to be like, dang, why? Like, I can't believe it's done. I'm not asking you nothing. I'm not. All right, cool. It is what it is. I'm, let me go cry in a corner. I love you, you know, but it is what it is. At some point, I, I, I got to wake up and stop being a doofus and stop like stop just allowing things. Like in a lot of way, closure is disguised as another attempt to add more cracks to a broken mirror. Like, think about that. A lot of people like they want closure. And then next thing you know, y'all in a room fucking and just going to repeat the same thing. That's all that is. It's, it's just a toxic way of life because as human beings, once we in these, these deep relationships, uh, we forget that each other are human beings and we start thinking of each other as possessions. So you mine until I don't want you to be mine. I don't care if you if you say no. You don't care if I say no. That's why we like, well, um, come get your uh, uh, come come get your bonnet. Oh, I just I just wanted to see if you was going to respond to me. Who you who who you messing with now? Why does it matter? We we don't we don't own each other. And so closure has closure has become almost laughable because it literally is it you nobody want no closure for real. Closure don't help anyone. Like like people don't realize that closure changes nothing. Right. It's a hard drug to the ego. The addiction only presents itself in the midst of a consequence. If we just part ways, right, we cool. Relationship was good. The relationship run its course. And now we're just like, all right, we're not headed in the same place. Love you. Got to go. Right. Nobody want closure from that. Why? Because the communication was there. When you break up because somebody cheated or when you break up because somebody's disrespectful or you break up on a negative sense, the person who is the abuser really be wanting the closure real bad. Because they know that you are weak for them. They know that there is something in your heart and your mind that don't want to let go of that. They know you going you gonna forgive them. But the moment you you add the consequence of nah, I see how you getting down. I'm done. That's when the negativity presents itself. Like being realistic, how many times have like if if you really did a poll on yo when you want a closure, you just wanted to have sex again, right? You just wanted to feel that last time, right? I'm not knocking it. I'm human. I've been there. But now as I'm, as I'm, you know, about to touch 40, it just, it don't make no sense. That's an addiction. Cause what closure are you getting? All you are doing is saying to that person, yo, you did me dirty. I know you did me dirty. Why? And that person will say, because you did this, even if you didn't do anything. 
That is not how life is supposed to work. It just it, it just isn't. I tell people all the time, change won't come without a, a consequence. It won't. Change will if like think about what your kids think about you growing up, thinking about, you know, us at work, you know, nothing changes without a consequence. And a lot of times that consequence is losing that thing that you keep punishing. They don't miss you. They miss bullying you. They miss, you know, the idea of genuine love that you gave them through everything. It's not even always the sex. A lot of times it's genuinely. I know I can do what I want to that person. And they're never going to tell me no. Think about how much chaos you've caused in your relationship, in your job, in your friend group, whatever, by solely saying no and leaving it there. Think about that. People be like, what you mean? No. Why are you saying no to that? And they want an explanation, but they don't realize. We don't realize, not them. We don't realize by adding a, a explanation to our no, it creates so much confusion. Because now you're going against yourself by creating this explanation and, 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 and really like explaining yourself. No, because blah, 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 blah. No, because the fuck I said no. I don't need to tell you why I said no. And if you're dealing with people that don't understand that, then you are around the wrong people. No, it's fucking no. They teach us that as, as kids, but they only teach us that as a result to sex. What, again, dumb. It's a lot of concepts that are solely applied to sex in, in the context of how they teach it, that it should be universal. No means no, period. Whether I'm butt booty naked or fully clothed, whether I'm talking about going to uh, uh going to an event doing an event whether um it's ask somebody asking you for a fake no it goes back to what i say we always taught to 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 do outward care without any consideration to ourselves I don't need to tell you, no, I can't do that because every time I go there, there's kids there, there's babies there. When babies cry, it fucks me up. When baby, when, when I hear people talking about abortions, it fucks me up. When I hear people talking about death in general, it fucks me up. It's life. I get it. But don't invite me and get mad when I say no. It's not my no is not for debate. When I say nah, not right now, debate that all day. But when I say no, nah, we have this idea that we are forced to to either say yes a higher percentage of the time or have these uh, outrageous explanations of why we said no. 
Because a lot of times when you like, like think about this, you'll be like, nah, I'm tired. Man, you can sleep later. Nah, I don't got no money. Did I ask you if, if you have money? Nah, I got to get up early in the morning. Man, this, you could do it. Just call in. Like, think about how many times you said no and added an explanation that another question came after. And then imagine now how many times you said no, walked away, and, and how much peace you had of just saying no. It's something with my kids that they'll ask me for something. And it's certain things that it's, it's no, you can do that shit yourself. But it's a lot of stuff. No, nah, not right now. We got we got bigger fish to fry than than buying you 13 PlayStation 4 games. At $70 a pop. We have bigger fish to fry. Not right now. But little by little, they're going to get them 13 games because I said, no, not right now. I, didn't, I, I said, nah, not right now, not no. And I'm fine with that. Right? They get attitudes about it. They don't like being told no, but they know how to handle being told no. It's one thing that I could tell you is that my kids won't ever be in a, in a situation where um, someone told them no and it went further than that. That's one of the that's one of the main lessons I teach them is be able to handle no. Don't let it uh, deter you from your goal unless your goal is trying to have sex with somebody and they said no. Move the fuck on. If somebody tell you no in business, that's cool. Find a way to get it done your own way. We have to get out of this mindset that it's 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 disrespectful to to not want to do something. For yourself and for anyone else. That create that creates so much mental anguish. A lot of people don't realize how our natural uh, our natural behaviors continue to add to our our mental uh, wellness or mental illness. We don't pay attention to that. Like things are done emotionally to save face and the goal turns into pointing out who did what worse. That's why, like for me, I'm like, nah. Everything is is. Everything is taught. From a, a, a weird perspective. And again, this is for me why I say I don't really be caring about other people perspective because it's never to save yourself. The only time I've like in in my 39 years of living, the only time I've ever heard. In any form to take care of yourself first is on an airplane when a mask drop, they say, put your mask on first. Other than that, it's always been, no, you got to help this person. You got to help that person in need. You got to give this. You got to give that. You can't say no. That person is down bad, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, I'm I'm down bad too. And it's not even one of those, uh, I'm not doing for you because you didn't do for me. I'm a firm believer that a lot of times you're not going to get your... um, 
You're not going to get reciprocation from the person you actually said the yes to. Right. A lot of times that like the person you said yes to, like for me, I don't say yes with the intent of anything in return. Excuse me. From that person. I do expect the universe to bring it back to me. Right. In whatever way, whenever I am the one that's in need, I do expect the universe to to give it back. But I'm not chastising, being mean, being rude, uh, distancing myself from that person that didn't return the favor or whatever it was because I didn't expect it from them. If I said I could do it, I said I could do it because I could. If I said no, it's because I can't do it. I don't have to tell you why I can't do it this time. I just said no. And you once you get to in, in those type of situations, the no be hurting people's feelings because that are or, or that's how you know when you are really helping someone or becoming the crutch for them. If I see you doing stuff like overly doing stuff that is unnecessary. And then you need that thing now that you overdid. I can't I can't help you. You had it, but you was you was overdoing it. And for whatever reason, you think that every time you overdo it, I'm a, I'm I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say yes. And that goes for me, too. It's like I don't be asking nobody for nothing. Like for real. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm stubborn that way. Um, it's a very difficult difficult thing um because sometimes help is like help is needed all the time but just you know not every day but for me i'm like ah, nah, i figured out i figured out i don't want to be in anybody's debt i don't want to be you know i don't i don't want anybody to hold nothing over my head i don't want nobody to be secretly telling people oh i i, I let them borrow this. I did this for them and yada, yada, yada. They never paid it back. This, that, and the other. I don't want nobody to be able to do that to me. Not even because of ego, but just out of respect. Like I don't want to, I don't need extra chaos. I don't need it. I don't need the headache. I don't need the confusion. I don't need to be bothered. I don't need like, like, like people, will they, they get into this idea that the more, it spreads, the weaker you're going to become and you're going to break down and turn your no into a yes. I know and I've seen situations where, you know, you tell somebody no and they're like, I can't believe you told them no. Now your phone ringing, you told such and such no and so on and so forth. And it's just, yes, I did. And now I have to block everybody because this wasn't even a, it, it, it wasn't even that type of thing, you know. Like we we get so lost in things in, in in spaces that we don't we don't belong in. Like we not really trying to uh, put ourselves together mentally. We 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 rather just continue to go off what you know how we was raised and not really find our own way. You know, I, I see jokes all the time. Like, oh, I still call my parents. You know, hey, can you can you send me food? Can you DoorDash me food or this, that, and the other? And it's like that's cool. I'm glad you have that relationship, you know, with your parents at some point. You're going to have to not do that. You know, if you want to if 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 you want to be an independent person, if you want to be treated like an adult, you have to do adult things. 
you have to be able to to handle like even even for me like as an adult if i don't got it one thing i'm gonna do we're gonna have some uh we're gonna have some ramen up in this joint and we're gonna have some some uh some pasta is the meal gonna match who knows but i grew up in a in a middle or low class family i can make anything out of anything I'm not ever going above, above my means. But it happens when you don't know how to stick to your no. It happens when you become this yes man and you started, you, you start to do everything, right? Two of my relationships, like, Actually, three. My, my all all of my three adult relationships, right? I was a yes man. I'm not holding this like none of them. This is me, right? I was for all of my re- three adult relationships. I was working slowly to pretty much do stuff for them. Because in my mind, that is when the relationship flowed the best when I was offering things financially. I was afraid to say no. I was afraid to say I didn't have it. Because society says you got to you got to provide everything that you can. So in my mind, I'm doing everything that I can money wise. And I'm sitting over here without anything, nothing to show for it, nothing to show for it, like between Cash App, Zelle, like, like if, fam, the embarrassment that I have in me of how many times I could have bought a house by now. Of how many cars I, I could have bought and paid off by now. But for the sake of love, I'm just dishing bread out. And I'm in 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 I'm working, I'm working overtime. I'm working, you know, 20 extra hours per pay period, two years straight. I'm working Saturdays. You know, if they got a, a Sunday they want to give me, I'm work like and I'm 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 doing all this. Nothing to show for it. But because I didn't say no, I'm the bum. I'm less than. I I'm broke. I don't have no money. And it took me a while to really understand, like, yo, this is so crazy to me. Like, anytime I'm, I'm, I'm asked for something, here, take that. Like, I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Like, all right, get your nails and your feet done. I'm the guy that's how much is it? All right, boom. Here, here go the tip too. But the no is what ended everything. 
the no without explanation ended everything and 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 pretty much every relationship that I have, every family beef that goes on, every work thing, when I when when I finally just say no, they ends it. Because I'm the person that gives all of me out. And I'm sitting, you know, here in Arizona, hot, alone, even surrounded by people, feeling like I'm by myself, depressed, everything. And at first, it, like I started off like uh, I started off um, isolating in an unhealthy way because I was lying to myself. And I realized that wasn't the natural order of who I was supposed to be. I had to stop lying to myself. I had to stop saying I'm okay. I had to stop saying I didn't care. I had to stop saying it don't bother me. It did. It does. I'm not. And once I admitted that to myself and started saying, I, ha- I got to say no to all this. I'm okay. I will beat my meat to the fucking cows come home if I have to. Before I allow myself in another situation. That's going to have me hiding my nose just just so I can have a partner. It's not worth it. I got scammed. Um, you know, I was looking for funding for the business. Got scammed. My dumb ass was like, uh, whatever. Try something different. Scammed again. Tried to get marketing. Scammed again. Dumb. Try to get scammed. But I'm like, nah, I figured it out. I stopped paying people, you know, I, I stopped putting these deb- deposits in. I stopped paying people to do nothing and, and give false promises. What's meant for me is, is, is meant for me. Those are lessons that I had to go through to, to figure it out um, that I have to I have to be able to say no. If it sounds too good to be true. No, get out of here. Quit. Don't quit texting me. Get off my email. Get up out of here. But I had to get to a natural order of things within myself so that I could be able to move like I move now. I'm not better than nobody. I don't I don't claim to be better than nobody. I don't act better than nobody because I still have things that I need to accomplish in my life to make me feel like I'm closer to who I'm supposed to be. It's people out there now realizing how powerful their no is for them. It's unhealthy to walk around here living in this this um, this stereotypical life in in having this fear of people looking at you a certain way, so you don't want to be who you are. Like. Things are done emotionally to save face. And the goal turns into pointing out who did what worse to move attention away from your wrong. This is not only immature, it's reckless and dangerous. 
And it's like I have notes right here, like like I skipped so many of them because it's just it it's just flowing. But it like think about that. People be getting mad emotional to distract you from you being from you being right. But you have to be you have to get to a point to where being right to you is not the only thing. Like for me, the only thing that matters to me is my actions of who I said that I am and then how I behaved in the situation after saying I was this thing or or not this thing. And what people don't understand. People don't understand this. Our minds weaken over time. The actions we've, we, uh, we have hidden behind vaulted doors present themselves a little bit easier. It becomes harder to hide them as you get older. And you're going to have to deal with those things. You're going to have to deal with your shadiness. You're going to have to deal with your uh, conniving behaviors. You're going to have to deal with that. If that's who you've been. You can have, like, you can... Be egotistical if you want to. I'm telling you right now, it's very few people that who are shady, disrespectful, who go out of their way to hurt people. It's very few people who have made it um, to 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 be an elder without having to really deal with that shit mentally. You start realizing, dang, I shouldn't have did that. You start realizing I I was completely wrong in that situation. Um, Thank God that that person didn't respond in the way that they should have. A lot of y'all get to be elders and and, and I I hear this all the time. Oh, grandma stuck around. uh, Grandpa stuck around. You know, this, that, and the other. And it's like, if you really can have a conversation with them, you wouldn't be so happy about what they went through and stayed together. That shit ain't healthy. You know how much abuse was going on back then? You know how much uh, cheating? You know how many people got extra families and shit? But we praise that because we don't know no better. We praise that because we just taught to stick around. And, and people don't understand all that foolishness that that we are accustomed to to believing is okay. It's because a person didn't know how to say no and leave it at that. A lot of us is born because of closure. Take it how you want to. A lot of y'all's closure babies. And you get mad because because your mama got an attitude with you all the time. You get mad because your daddy got an attitude with you all the time. Like, you was closure. But nobody knows how to say no for real and, and mean it. Because we all emotional and people, you know, people get on my case because um, I, I, I try to be more logical than emotional. I'm not saying that like I'm emotionless. I just been through a lot of situations where I allow my emotions to to rule over logic and I did nothing but hurt myself in that. I could keep it a buck. And probably 100% of the situations where I used emotion, I hurt myself. 
whether it was physical hurt or or emotional hurt. I hurt myself. Because I was moving in a way that was 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 pushed towards by emotions. I wasn't thinking about the 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 full plan, the full outcome of the situation. I was thinking about right now what I uh, I could possibly be losing, what um I could possibly be missing out on and I just reacted. And in the end, I'm hurt. I've all, you know, like when I talk about having trauma, I'm not just talking about trauma somebody inflicted on me. I'm thinking of trauma that I inflicted on myself for not saying no when I should have said no, for not, you know, doing the right thing when I I knew what I should have been doing. I'm not here to blame nobody. This podcast is for accountability. If you are looking for a podcast to point fingers at people for your actions, this is not it. This is about accountability. I'm not saying I never was done wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, I never was was hurt. But I'm also not saying that I didn't inflict a lot of that on myself from weakness. It's scary to say no. When you say no without uh, explanation, you putting yourself out there to lose so much and you have to be strong enough to deal with it. A lot of us are not. And so we stick in these situations where we are just existing out of fear. It's not healthy for us to be that way. I'm telling you, you grow up, your mind gets to 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 weakening and those things start popping up in your head. Now you're crazy and you're losing it. Like, I can't believe I wasted this much time on this. I can't believe I let that happen. I can't believe I did that. You fam. I keep telling y'all, I, I, I hope that there is young people listening to this and it doesn't take you. Um, as long as I did to fully accept accountability for yourself and nobody else. It's not your fault what everybody else did. It's not your fault that whatever the person did to you or said to you or treated. It's not your fault for that. It is your fault how you reacted. You stay when you should have left. You said, I love you when you should have said, I love you, but I got to go. You said, I forgive you and you forgot when you should have forgiven and got the fuck away. And we find ourselves in these positions all the time because we just we we don't know. Or we afraid to acknowledge that we know. I know a lot of times people play dumb in, in situations and they act like they don't know what's going on. But in reality, they do. And they weigh that against. "Mm, Is it really that bad? I know so many people who have been in relationships solely off the dating pool now. Like, I, I'd rather deal with this. I'd rather deal with this torture, this disrespect, this inhumane person uh, doing all this. And, and I'm sitting and I'm crying and I'm complaining. I'm, but I'd rather sit through this rather than say, no, this is not how it's going to be and dip. Why? Because we are so attached to being with someone. We're so attached to to wanting to have a partner. We're so attached to wanting to be in love. Fam, listen, 
I said it once, I said it again, I will beat my motherfucking meat to the cows come home before I allow myself to be in another full-fledged, dangerous-ass relationship that has no concern for who I am as a person, my mental well-being, my love overall. If I am just a check to you, tell me that. We can just fuck. I'll pay you, and it'll be that. It don't have to be a long-term situation. I am not in any way judging if that's what it is. If you want to be a prostitute, I'll be a John. But don't act like we in love and then do, do nothing crazy. I've been through too much. I'm so open. I'm, I'm, I'm down with open relationships. You want to get paid for it? I don't care. But before I allow myself to get in a full-fledged situation again, um, I'll beat off. Because it's not that important to me. Your presence is not that important to me to allow anybody to, to come in and ruin me. I love, I, I say, I love hard. And I, since I know that, I relax. I relax because people will notice that you love hard and they'll treat you in a way that is disrespectful and they'll count on your love to be so strong that you won't pick up on the disrespect. And that's how I was. I'm no, no more. There is not a relationship, a sexual encounter, a financial situation, um, happiness or false. Ha- there is not, not there is not enough of that in the world that will allow me to sit in a situation that I don't belong in at this point in my life. I'm restoring the natural order for myself, right? I'm not at all, you know, one of them, you know, alpha type dudes that's, you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. All I'm asking is that you 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 love me and you be fair. And be honest, nine times out of 10, everything is a conversation. I've said that for a decade at this point. A little over a decade, I don't, there's certain things that, you know, I got to talk about. We, we can have a conversation. I'm not going to trust you in that way again, but it's certain things that we can have a conversation and we can still, you know, move uh, as a team. But if you lie about it or you 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 out to make me look foolish, that's a different thing. If you out to be disrespectful, that's a different thing. I don't own nobody. I, I understand certain things happen. I Listen, I'm not even trying to be funny. I just feel like if I was supposed to be with one person, my attraction would be able to cut off. I am mature enough now to understand that. So it's like, I'm not about to, I'm, I'm going to be open up front. This is, this is the lifestyle that, that I live. This is what I prefer. This, that, and the other. I'm not about to fool you into no relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I had to learn to say no. I refuse to, to allow the things that the things of my past to continue to, Attack me, right? I got two. I got. Listen, I have five kids. Four live with me. I'm paying child support for one. One passed away. I got a full time job with uh, with the hospital. I got a full time business that's twenty four hours. I have this podcast. I'm an artist. Like, 
Fam. I shut all of that down for relationships. And got called a bum. I sacrificed everything besides everything besides my kids. Like I'm sacrificing all that time just being just just being in a relationship. But I'm the bum. Listen, if you if you can't get online and 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 or if you can't get in line and help with the business, or or and not even help, like because I'm the person, like I don't like don't come in trying to be a part of something that you really don't want you don't want to be a part of, but also don't take my time away from it because you 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 jealous of of it. I'm trying to build an empire here. So if you can't understand that, I'm I'm not gonna do that to you. That's what I'm about. Younger me would have shut everything down. I don't care about that business. I don't care about this podcast. Um, what you want to do? You want to go get something to eat? You want to go to the mall? You want to do this? You want to do that? You want to lay up? You want to have sex? No. That's not how life is supposed to be. Like, your ego and your arrogance, it gets depleted when you get older. So the walls that you had up to be able to block all that wrong, block all that nonchalantness, uh, block all that 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 arrogance, that disrespect, that harm you've done in previous relationships. Like you, you can't block it no more mentally, especially if you end up older and being single. Poof. You start thinking about everything. And if you are like if you are mature enough, the things that you did, they gonna hit you. They're going to hit you and you're going to be hurt and distraught that you allow arrogance and ego to put you in a position to be where you at. The reason why I'm at peace with how my life is right now in the sense of how I think about relationships, because I gave my all to every relationship that I've ever been in. There is no one on this planet who can say I gave them half of me, period. I've I've admitted to my immaturity of going tit for tat, um, you know, in the end of of relationships and 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 moving in a way that wasn't conducive of who of who I said I, I was. I've admitted to that. But there is nobody on this planet that could say that they was in a relationship with me and I didn't give them everything that I had. So I'm comfortable now in saying, yeah, I, 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 I've done that. But now it's time for me to be in control of what I need to do. I don't my, my lust. My lusting for for women is 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 low. Like a lot of y'all is fine for real and. Like I, I be telling y'all, y'all fine for real, or you know, I'll give you a compliment and legit, I just be meaning the compliment. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. It's not even from a place of lust. It's like you, you mad beautiful. It's a few of y'all though that I'll knock the. Whew, listen, but when you get older, your 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 mind ain't gonna be able to 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 not. Your mind is not going to be able to keep blocking you from things. It's just not. I just at the like with everything that goes on, like 
it's important for me to reconcile, to 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 allow these things to flow, but really try to get a hold of them so that I'm not like really bugging out. Um, I'm not really bugging out on on things. Right. I, I I was taking Junior to work. Yesterday. He was like, you good. And for those who follow me for a long time, you guys know that um, Junior think he is the second parent, right? Um, he is 16. Uh, his mother and I broke up when he was five going on six. And um, he he endured that with me um, because they, you know, they had lived with me. And so he's always had this position in life that, you know, he's going to be the second parent regardless of, of what I say to him. So it's like certain things I really be trying to shield him from. And so when he asked me if I was good, I was like, mm, nah, I'm trying. And normally that would suffice. But him and twin juniors, I think junior is 16 going on 17. Twin is four, 14 going on, wait, 15. Yeah, twin is 14 going on 15. That shit don't work for them no more. That deflecting, that trying to diffuse, that trying to distract them, it don't work no more. And I have to accept that and I have to, um, I have to accept that and I have to nurture it properly so that when I do talk to them for real, it's not in a way to belittle anyone. It's just to give them knowledge on whatever. Um, and so because he didn't accept that, like, he's like, why, like, what do you, like, what do you mean you're tired or, um, are you tired of us or whatever? And I'm, and I'm like, nah, like, in all honesty, I'm tired of doing everything dolo. I'm tired of, like, my kids have a very, very high dependence level on me. Like, they don't, they don't really trust anybody, like, as far as depending on them. And I get it. I understand. Like, it, it's, it's me. They come, like, when, when, when they're told certain things and they don't happen, they come to me and I got to make it happen regardless, Right. And he asked me a question about his mom. And typically I don't, I leave that between them. He, he, he going on 17. Um, I can't really sugarcoat things. I really try to keep my, my, um, commentary on, um, on her limited and allow him to get his own idea of who she is, who she was, why she is, um, and, and the things that she do. And so I just left him with, um, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of doing everything without any backup. Um, I didn't sign up for this, right? As much as I say that I have to be there for them because they didn't ask to be here and, um, and it's my responsibility to make sure that they good. It's like, I'm suffering as well. I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't sign up for this. I had no idea this would be the outcome of my life. I'm keeping it a buck. I had no idea that I would be divorced. I had no, like, 
Like I went in it like, all right, bet. Like we going we gonna rock through it, whatever we gotta rock through to get to where we gotta get to. But that didn't happen. And then when that didn't happen and you know, help started to decrease, I'm like, yo, this ain't this ain't it. And I was fine, you know, when when it was no help financially, because like I said, I work overtime, yada yada, it is what it is. I was fine with that. But now as they're older and they're recognizing like what they are, it's it's difficult for me to to try to help them process it. It's difficult for for me to not be honest. Or it's difficult for me to be honest because it's like if I if I if I tell you for real for real you're gonna feel away. But if I don't, you're gonna feel away. And so I just let I said, bro, I'm tired. I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up to to for you guys to be solely dependent on me. I didn't uh uh I didn't sign up for anytime y'all have a conversation with her, y'all come check with me. I didn't sign up for that. So that again adds to my feeling of failure because of their relationship and how they like when they do see her, when they do do things with her, how they put on the front of everything is okay. I get tired. I get tired. That's not the natural order of things. It's it's just not. I'm not complaining. I'm like, I, like I told him, you asked me, so I have to tell you about to be 17. You got, you got a couple years and you about to be doing your own thing. So now if, if I ain't going to tell you now, once you get 18 and, 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 and you start being able to for real, for real move on your own, like you're going to be mad at me. You're going to dip for me. Because you start realizing reality of situations and, and the things that I, I, I hid uh, I hid from you early on or the things I didn't want to say to you or the, uh, or the protection I was trying to give because I don't want you to have a, a messed up relationship with either of us. But it was difficult saying that to him. And he's just like, man, listen. And he said whatever he said. But this is the thing. Because his mind is my dad been doing everything dolo since he got a job, me and him been arguing. He be trying to pay electricity. Uh, one day he asked me, um, one day he 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 said he was going to get groceries for the house. Um, he be trying to put gas in the car. Like, it's cr- <laughs> it's crazy. I understand it as. I understand it as a result to the situation that we are in, right? Like I said, him, me and his mom broke up when he was five. He's uh, 16 going on 17, right? I get it. His mind is like, I depend on my dad. I got a job now. Um, I'll, I'll do this, whatever, whatever. But my thing to him is like, you didn't ask to be here. It is not your job to be a 16-year-old 
going to work and you trying to be an adult and pay bills. That money is for you to do the things that you want to for you. If at any point um, you want to do something for your brothers, like fun, whatever, like he bought him video games, candy, you know, he'll door dash and stuff like that. But as far as you taking the responsibility of paying bills and removing yourself from being a kid because of adult issues, no, no. I think yesterday was the first time that like I had to get serious with him and sent because I kept saying, bro, you wildin', bro, stop like I'ma fight you, like ha ha ha. But yesterday as I'm talking to him and I'm looking at his face, I had no. That's it. Don't ask me, don't ask me. I said no. It's not a pride thing. He it is not his responsibility to to do the part his mom was supposed to do. It's not his responsibility. I'm not putting that on him. I'll work the overtime. I'll do what I need to do to make sure everything is set. But I'm tired. And this is why I'm teaching them the no. This is why I'm teaching them how to to have their natural order for them. Like, who do you want to be? How do you want to be? What type of relationship do you want to have? Do you want to have kids or not? If you have kids, like, what is what is your plan? Like, just just teaching them, putting stuff in their ear so they'll be prepared. Um, and if not prepared, they'll they'll have the idea of questions they need to ask. They'll be strong enough to be able to tell um, anybody no and, and it not feel uh, like a threatening thing. It's just, no, I don't want to do that. No, I, I, I can't. I cannot do that. I'm not willing to do that. It's not his, it, it, it's it's not his responsibility to 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 do anything. Right. I refuse to put that burden on him. Like I'm the one who went through 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 life. I'm the one who got married. I'm the one who had kids. I'm the one who got divorced, though it affects them and it affects me. My job is still to protect them over myself. So I'm dealing with me. I'm dealing with me little by little, but I gotta I gotta make sure that they understand right now. Nah, this, this ain't on y'all. Get out of here with that. Y'all did what y'all was supposed to do as kids. Y'all existed. That's not how life works. You don't get to you you don't get to step into a parental role until you have your own kids. Period. The most I'll let him do, like he'll he'll uh, uh, give me a Starbucks. All right, cool. I'm cool with that. Bet, because that's what you do. But you're not about to get this burden of feeling like you got to pay bills in here. I'm glad I raised him. I'm glad I raised him right in a sense of you know I'm a help. I'm I'm a help where where help is needed, or I'm gonna offer help, you know, off rip. But nah, not for this. Like my mind be be on missions, my my mind be on missions of just craziness and trauma and chaos, and I just the the reality hit me of the importance of saying no. 
the importance of saying no and also the importance of saying no to the right thing. Right. I know that sounds crazy, but. Saying no to the right thing is is the difference. It could be the difference of life changing, life altering situations that you have no you have no idea. You can you can say yes to something that you that you should have said no to and you will end up in a, a, a snowball effect of misery. And that's how it'll be. I tell them all the time, like 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 twin. Dad, can I can I go here? Can I go there? No, not today. He asked me why. I said, because I said no. Following day came, he was like, um, how much time do you need for you to really think about saying yes? That's all I wanted him to to gather. You're not going to ask me last minute and expect me to go into this full thought process of is it safe? Where are you going? What the weather like? What is this? What is that? No. The no forced him to think of how to get a yes. And that's the goal of it all. So you can properly evaluate what's needed to say, hey, OK. Said no. I don't know why he said no. I'm going to try to figure it out. He waited a day. Hey, how much time do you need um, for you to think about me going to the places that I asked you to go? I said, probably a day. I said, you can't, like I said, but asking me, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you're supposed to, quote unquote, meet your friends or, or go here or go there. That don't work for me. What does work for me if you like, hey, tomorrow I'm thinking about blah, blah, blah. Um, can you let me know if it's OK? The no, I didn't have to explain anything. I simply no. The nah, not right now always comes with an explanation for me. That's just how I am. But my nose are my nose. Right. I got to get us out of this. I got to get us out of this idea that we we have to do all this extra shit. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. But a lot of times it's just a no is a no. A no is a no. And we just have to get we, we have to understand that um, both receiving the no and giving the no. Like that's what makes it hard for us to reconcile our anxiety or the depression or, you know, the bipolar. Like we keep trying to do these extra things instead of just stopping and understanding we can't and we have to be okay with that. Like I've been going through it. I've been going through it like really, really, really bad. And. I've been trying my hardest just to to be able to um, just process. And I get so agitated because I see people like I see people online and it's always them, you know, they, they get lost in a stereotypical life that that 
celebrities have. And for me, like, I don't watch none of that. I don't uh, subscribe to none of that. Like, I got to be in a position that I could, you know, um, raise my cubs properly, right? But a lot of people get caught into the celebrity living, these reality shows, how they dress, the cars they, they have and stuff. And they don't really think about the mental anguish that them people really be going through. I get it. It's entertainment. They signed a contract. They have to be that way, yada, yada, whatever. But that stuff flows into real life. It flows into real life and it affects relationships. It, it affects how you parent. It affects uh, who you are to to your friends or if your friends are even real or if it's a financial thing. And I just like I, I can't stand it. it. It bothers me to my core. I know like it's one of those things that, you know, like I say, I don't subscribe to like that, um, that reality TV type lifestyle. But it's very recognizable once you see um, a few articles, a few posts, a few TikToks, like you, you start seeing the stereotypical way of people, um, how it's passed on to person after person um, and how people think. And, and it's like, y'all think this is real. Y'all think this is this is OK to behave this way, to treat people this way. And it's just it's so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. Um, and. It goes back to like people don't like they doing that because people watch it because nobody is saying, nah, this this is not what I want to put in my mind. This is not what I want to be an example of. But because that these shows keep renewing, keep getting different seasons in different places and stuff like that. And again, whatever you feel is good for you is good for you. I'm not here to judge nobody. It's just difficult to live life because you have to break through the idea of people thinking that this reality TV stuff is how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to uh, move in life. And it ruins relationships and friendships um, and it puts people in difficult positions when reality sets in, right? This is not the way that, that it's supposed to be. Um, I'm sitting here and I've had this, like, I've been going through it as well, just in a different way. Um, if you know me, you know, I, I like, I, I loved my lock journey. Like it was difficult at first, like just not being able to wash my hair. Um, this is why, like, this is what taught me patience. And this is what taught, this is what gave me the idea of your journey is going, is what it's meant to be. And you got to be able to, to deal with the ups and the downs, the chaos of it. You got to figure it out and you got to be able to tame it. Right. And so. Um, I want. I started my lock journey, and I was just going. Um, and started getting really sick. Like I said, I had COVID last year, and then um, the stress just started affecting me, like really, really bad. Tore my scalp up. Um, I ended up cutting my hair like completely bald, just so I could take care of my scalp, you know, get it back healthy, just try to figure out really what's going on, like, and just was stressing about it. And I'm, I'm feeling different. Um, 
I'm feeling different just without my locks. I'm feeling um, like the energy shift and everything. And I'm thinking that it's a bad energy shift. So um, I grew my hair out. I grew my hair out to, you know, reattach my locks in the event or like once once my scalp got healthy enough and I wasn't stressing so much, um, I was going to put my locks back in, which I did. And then every time I washed my hair, the locks was coming out, right? It would like, no matter how tight I crocheted them in, no matter what I did, um, they kept coming out. I ended up going to a professional. She did it, tightened them up. She washed my hair, dealt with it, and it was weird. Nothing happened. Locks stayed in. Cool. The other day, I'm sitting and um, I wash my hair. They fall out. Some of them fall out. So I'm frustrated. Put them back in, wash my hair another time, fall out. And I realized that I was afraid to tell myself no. I was afraid to to let go of my lock journey and just start over because I had put in all this time to to get myself um, to get, you know, my lock and uh, my locks. And I, I I'm pride. I have pride in that. And the other day. I washed my hair. Oh, no, I hadn't even washed my hair yet. I had took off my um, my my head wrap that I sleep in. I took it off and uh, one of the locks was in the, the thing. And I'm like, damn. So I'm like feeling around in my head. And little by little, what what very, um, what very light pulling, right? Like, I'm just like, just kind of seeing what's what. And they just start coming out one by one. And I got frustrated. And in my mind, I'm like, I got to figure out how to get them back in. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then it hit me. You got to tell yourself no. It's a reason why this keep happening. You you you're trying to like like if you if if you know locks, locks are about energy, right? They connect you to the sun. Like that's just your natural, that's just your naturalness. Just cut your antennas coming out of your head, right? And it hit me while I was in the shower. This this journey that I went through went through um, a divorce, um, a disrespectful relationship, a loss of like real for real like love. It was weird. It, it, It was difficult, but it was lost because of a reaction. To, to an action a death of my daughter COVID uh, stress to the point of it, it starts showing in my in, in my skin it starts showing in my body um, a heart disease a lung disease I went through all that with, with this hair attached to me 
And I realized that I'm trying to reattach something that don't belong. That journey that I went through, it, it happened. That part of my life, it happened. That that the the negative, the hurt, the pain, the grief, like in order for me to renew, I can't keep trying to uh, 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 attach the same antennas. I can't keep trying to put that back in. I have to be true to myself and say, no, that was was that. Now this is this. And if you know me, that's the that is besides my kids, my my locks is one of the biggest things that that I cherish, that I hold close to me. And to be able to to have that moment of, of realization to say no to myself is one of the most difficult things that I had to do. But I but but I did it and I'm a stand on it and I'm going to start my lock journey over. So when I'm telling you guys, you you got to say no to stuff and you got to be able to 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 deal with yourself. You got to be able to to deal with other people, no matter how much it hurts. You got to be able to do it like this hurts me so bad. But I can't tell people. To say no, I can't tell people to do things. I can't, you know, express myself in the idea that you will learn from from what I'm going through if I can't practice these principles or things that I'm saying myself. So. I had to restart, had to reset. This is this is this is resetting for me, my natural order. I have to regrow my locks. I'm sad. But it's necessary. I've re-entered, you know, doing my exercise. It's difficult, but it's necessary. I have to be honest with my kids about how they feel about it's difficult, but it's necessary. But everything that I that I that I do is for a reason. It's purpose driven. I may not know what the purpose is as things are happening, but once I get it, I'm meant enough for myself to stand on my no. So I I, I ask that you guys, when you when you listen to this podcast, just understand that. When I'm when I'm being as forthcoming as I am, um, I'm doing it with the understanding that we will we will all be able to get to a point of freely expressing ourselves without ego. We have to get to a point to where we are we are okay with with uh, uh, expression. We have to understand like we gonna get old one day and we we're gonna wish that we dealt with the things we needed to. In the time we needed to do it. I always tell you guys, your journey is what it's meant to be. I'm a living example of, of that. Your journey, no matter how much it hurt, whatever it's meant to be, it, it is what it is. You got to go through that. You you have to. You have to be able to, to process that. And until you do, you're going to continue to go through the same things. So with that. I want to tell you guys that, as you know, you can you you've been looking at the news, seeing polls, seeing death, seeing gloominess, seeing rain, seeing floods, seeing all of that. It's darkness out there everywhere, no matter which way you turn. Darkness is out there. So it's imperative that you find the light within yourself and allow it to guide you on a journey that you were meant to be on. Peace.
What's going on, y'all? Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for your Poetic Properties merch and your Peacefully Flawed apparel. Um, If you want to support the podcast directly, you can go to Good Pods app, download it. There's a tip jar on there where you could uh, donate whatever you want to donate. Also, my Poetic Properties Twitter page has a tip jar. You can donate there if you want to. Other ways you can support Infinitely Complex is, again, going to www.peacefullyflawed.com, um, purchasing, sharing, commenting, uh, letting me know you know what you think about the, the apparel. Uh, tell a friend, please subscribe to the podcast. We got to get these numbers up and just know that it's all love. I thank you for all the support that you have given thus far and will do in the future. I love you guys. Be easy.